It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Good morning, Joe Welke here. A little bit of traveling yesterday, went to the Marshfield Farm Show, and thank you for everybody that stopped into the Wax booth. We're at booth number 12 to sign up for tickets to Farm Tech Fest and to Farm Technology Days. I appreciated everybody coming in and talking to us, and it was just a lot of a lot of meeting of people, and it was really kind of cool. And speaking of cool, it is kind of cool out there this morning. We're at 10 degrees here in Eau Claire with the real feel of negative 2. So don't forget those kids need to bundle up those and with those mittens and those hats and coats this morning. We should have a little bit of a reprieve of it in a little bit here. You know, every day we're one day closer to spring, and that's what I keep looking forward to. And a lot of comments yesterday with being at the farm farm show, and I appreciate everybody coming out. And we're going to head on back there today and check it out again and have some more conversations because the conversations are what really keep the farmers going. So we've got a lot of chores to do this morning. We're going to be talking about farmland values in 2021. We're going to talk even talk about some glyphosate production issues. And there are grants available through DATCAP. And there is a kind of a neat idea, Team Beef 2022. It's a running team starting up by the Beef Council. That's kind of a unique thing, thinking outside the box. We've got Alpharex dealer coming up and we're going to be and pam gets to talk to chad vincent and she's going to talk more about the supply disruption continues with the supply chains so we've got a lot of chores to do this morning feeding information to the folks who feed you wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report here we are about a minute and a half before five o'clock let's take a look at some temperatures around the area Eau Claire sitting at 10 with the real feel of negative 2. Medford's at 9. Rice Lake's at 7. Wausau's 14. Green Bay's 24. Marshfield's 13 degrees. La Crosse is 18. Madison's 25. And Milwaukee's feeling kind of balmy down there at 32. Let's take a little look at our weather, too. Today, our high is supposed to be 14 with a low of 8, partly sunny. Tomorrow, 31 with a low of negative 3 with a chance of snow and partly sunny. Saturday, 19. Sunday, 40. Monday, 19 with a chance of snow and cloudy. And then Tuesday and Wednesday next week, we're only supposed to get into the teens for our high. Your And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Markwart Motors. Markwart Motors would like you to thank their valued and loyal customers, their hardworking employees, and the surrounding community for making Markwart Motors the largest General Motors dealership in the state of Wisconsin. And now it's time to hear from our news guys out there. Here we go. It's 5 o'clock. 
NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. Member absences and last-minute negotiations have delayed progress on a government funding bill with less than 48 hours before a looming shutdown. The Senate wrapped up work Wednesday without a deal and will reconvene in the morning. The federal government will shut down Friday night if a short-term funding bill isn't passed. Three Democratic absences is the biggest hurdle. New Mexico's Ben Ray Lujan is still recovering from a stroke, and Arizona's Mark Kelly and California's Diane Feinstein are both handling family emergencies. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver is questioning the New York vaccination mandate that's keeping Kyrie Irving off the court. He said every NBA player should be vaccinated and boosted. However, it's odd the mandate only applies to home players. He said it doesn't make any sense that an away player who's unvaccinated can play at Barclays, but a home team player like Irving can't. Hillary Clinton is set to deliver the keynote address Thursday at the New York State Democratic Party convention. Jim Forbes has more. The former Democratic senator, secretary of state, and 2016 presidential nominee will speak to delegates gathered in New York City. Clinton's appearance might breathe life into speculation about another run for the White House. But after her loss to former President Donald Trump in 2016, she said she would not run for president again. The Florida House has passed a bill that bans most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Republicans are now sending the bill to the state Senate after a nearly party-line 78-39 to vote overnight. There are no exceptions for cases of rape, incest, or human trafficking. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're going to run right over to the Alprex dealer and see what they have to say. Another one of our good Alpharex alfalfa dealers in our area, A&J Agronomy in the Fall Creek, Augusta area. Jody and Aaron Wilhelm are the operators. And Jody is with us. Jody, how long have you guys been Alpharex dealers? We have been Alpharex dealers about six years. And what kind of successes have you heard from your farmers that have planted Alpharex for a few years now? Well, we've had good success with the 360, um, but we talk about the 360 every time, so I wanted to talk about a few other products that Alpharex has. Um, They have a brand of 405 alfalfa, and it's a blend, and we've been selling that for about five years, and it is really great alfalfa. We get good catches, we get good tonnage, it grows on wetter ground and sandier ground, and that's been a, a great number for us. Alforex also has a, a number of other products that we don't talk about much, um, but I wanted to get to some of those today. Um, they have teff grass and Sudan grass that I wanted to talk about today, and we've had customers plant teff grass and Sudan grass in the past. They ton up really well. They're a one-season crop, so they'll die out in the winter. Um, I had a customer plant Sweet King Sudan grass, this year. It was a double crop after sweet corn, and he was really happy with the tonnage he got. He got one cut, and it was for beef cattle, and he got great tonnage off of it for winter forage. So a lot of good product from Alpharex. So tell me about the the supply you've got this year. What are you expecting? Are you going to have enough to meet the demand? Normally, we plan on having enough to meet the demand, depending on what happens with alfalfa coming through the winter. Some of the alternative 
forages, uh, like the short season of tough grass and Sudan grass, they go a little faster. Um, but right now, supply is good. So if you're looking for something in particular, uh, the earlier you can order it, the better chance you will have of being able to get it. How big an area do you guys cover ANJ Agronomy? Uh, we'll go about two hours out from Fall Creek. Providing agronomy services, including Alpharex Alfalfa and other Alpharex lines of seed as well. Jody Wilhelm with us from ANJ Agronomy in the Fall Creek area, another Alpharex dealer. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wisconsin winters are a polarizing experience. You either love them or you want to leave them. Be sure to enter the Rural Mutual Insurance Love It or Leave It sweepstakes, where each week you can win prizes by voting for the things you love and dread about winter. Visit us at RuralMutual.com to vote. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our farm markets are brought to us by Rural Mutual Insurance. Choice fed beef steers are 134 to 145 and a half. Mixed are 120 to 133. Beef choice fed beef heifers are 130 to 145 with mixed at 80 to 129. Choice fed Holstein steers are 114 to 128 and a half with selects at 80 to 113. Cows are 57 to 75 with a top of 76 to 87. And bulls are 48 to 99. Butcher hogs are 54 to 60 and a half with sows at 56 to 63 and three quarters. New crop market lambs are 225 to 242 and a half with old crop market lambs at 190 to 215. Feeder lambs are coming in at 255 to 370. Time to look at our futures market. Our live cattle for February is 143. Steady at 22. April is a 146.92. Steady at uh, two up two cents. June is 142.25. Up one up 12 cents. Boy, I struggle with those. <laughs> with that market trending upward, the feeder cattle March is 167.45 down one and. 27. April is 172.17, down 37. May is 176.55, down 37.5. And And that market is trending downward. And our lean hog carcasses for April is 105.40, up 125. May is 109.15, up 115. July is 114.95, up 125. And let's take a look at our markets. Our Chicago Board of Trade for March corn is six forty seven up two. Oats is seven twenty five up five and a half. Soybeans are fifteen eighty nine up two. Our soybean meal is four hundred and fifty one dollars a ton, up two dollars a ton. Wheat is at eight seventeen. And our dairy products Barrels are at 192, down three. 40 pound blocks are 198 and a quarter, down three quarters. Grade AA butters at 280, down six. And our class three milk prices for February is at 2075, down five cents. March is 2231, down 66 cents. April's 2271, down 50 cents. May is 2206, down 58 cents. And June is down 42 cents. 
at 2175 and that one is trending downward. So that has really taken a hit just lately. We've got some more chores to do and then we're going to head into our news, farm news. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. So we're still working on those farm chores. Let's listen to some farm news. Farmland values soared in 2021, according to the latest survey of agricultural lenders in the 7th Federal Reserve District. Ag property values are 22% higher than a year ago. Values went up 7% between October and December when compared to earlier in the year. Wisconsin properties were up 12% from last year, according to a recent questionnaire of 147 rural bankers. Higher prices for corn and soybeans, lower interest rates, and government payouts from the COVID-19 pandemic are credited with the large gains in land values. Crop production was up and prices were up, giving farmers more money to spend on land. Many bankers expect that loan volumes for land, farmland will be even higher in the first quarter of 2022 compared to last year. Glyphosate production issues. Bayer's raw ingredient supplier of an active ingredient used in glyphosate has experienced a mechanical failure in manufacturing. This failure may have short-term impacts on the production of glyphosate. Bayer is planning on using product from another supplier in order to keep on track with producing the Roundup brand of herbicide. They are not expecting to have a shortage of product this spring. Grants are available through DATCAP. Specially crop block grants are available through DATCAP for research, education, or market development to support the industry. Products should be designed to help the whole industry, not just the individual. Crops included in the specialty category include fruits, vegetables, tree nuts, nursery crops, herbs, and more. Funds of $10,000 to $100,000 could be awarded for qualified projects. Applications are due to DATCAP by March 24th. And that's a little look at our farm news. We're going to get through some more chores, and then we're going to hear from Pam about the supply chain issues. The supply chain disruptions we are seeing. Bob Bosold at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and you go to stores, you go to farm supply shops, and there are empty empty shelf spaces, no question about it. And uh, Pam, folks are dealing with this from the national government down to the state and local governments trying to make sure that there are enough supplies when folks need them, being on or off the farm. What's the latest that you've heard? You know, Bob, that's right. We still are dealing with supply chain disruptions in agriculture, in the food processing industry. Fabulous farm made Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I actually talked about it with Chad Vincent. He is the CEO of Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. We really had an interesting conversation during the 2022 Dairy Strong Conference where supply chain issues could not be ignored. And, you know, while you think we've worked out most of the bugs that we've figured out, you know, go-arounds, that's not necessarily the case. And Chad Vincent says whether you're a dairy farmer, a beef producer, hogs, even grain, 
you have got to continue to keep up conversations with your folks on the supply chain side of things and with the vendors that are buying your products. Where are those things ending up? And if they run into a supply chain problem with something like a cardboard box or a bottle, what are you going to do? Chad said those conversations are just as important today as they were last year. No, it's it's impacting everybody. I mean, it, we all know on the farm how hard it is. It's hard to find labor. You know, if you're if you've got parts you're waiting on, how long are you waiting for your parts to come in so you can keep the machine running and and keep your operation going? Dairy plants are going through the exact same thing. You know, when I talk to these folks, a lot of them are, are are healthy, but a lot of them are scared because they don't have enough people sometimes to even run the first shift, let alone the second and third. And as a farmer, that shouldn't that should you should know this stuff. You should be concerned about it because. If they can't fill a shift, if they can't run a shift, they can't run the second shift, they can't run the third shift, the, the amount of milk that they need to process is going to go down. they got to find a home for it somewhere else. And there's mechanisms behind the scenes that make milk flow all over where it has to go. But at some point in time, the bathtub gets full, then we end up like we were back in 2020. And so my message to farmers is, is A, make sure that you know where the milk, what happens to the milk after it leaves the driveway. I mean, are you talking to your field, your field representatives? Are you talking to the people where your milk goes? Do you know, are they in growth mode or are they in, are they in I'm trying to hold on mode? Because at some point in time, heaven forbid, a COVID steps, it's ugly, rears its ugly head again. And we get back to March 2020 and all of a sudden milks, there's no home for milk, for your milk. What's your plan A? What's your plan B? What's your plan C? Because not having a plan and not knowing where, what you're going to do in case you, you can't, you can't be in that position anymore. Well, and that even goes, I mean, uh, there is still optimism out there, especially since milk prices are pretty good right now, Chad. Some people are saying, hey, maybe I'll add a cup of cows. Those decisions do not lie only in your hands anymore. No, they don't. And you got to make sure that, you know, is your processor, is where your milk goes, are they in growth mode or not? And you, because oh, once again, everybody knows you got to have those, you want to grow your herd, you got conversations with people because it's not like the old days where yeah. I could call the, call the processor, processor B and say, hey, give me an extra nickel and you get my milk. Those days, they're, they're very rare, and, and you really want to be aligned with processors that got an A-game, that know what's going on, and are solid. And if and all of a sudden, if you're, if you're sensing that your processor might not be here for the long term, what's your plan? You know, the other thing that we've got to be cognizant of is that this is not just about the pandemic. No. Consumer preferences have been permanently changed by this and again that in turn will impact potentially your processor it does you know you look at the you know there was there's a bunch of you know half the volume half the cheese volume in the state goes to restaurants and institutions right so march 2020 nobody's buying that stuff for three months they're like holy cow what am i going to do and and so on the other hand if you're on the retail side you're like holy cow how can i make enough cheese because it's flying off the shelf so that that shift has happened where consumers are are making more meals at home that's not gonna it might go back a little bit but they've learned how to cook and they like it and and, and their cheese is a big part of that so the retail side so does your processor is he on the, is he on the retail side and, and consumers are you know consumers still want to know where does my milk come from where does, where does the milk come from where does the cheese come from what plant and do they do, do the do the farmers do they treat their animals well you know are they are they environmentally sound all those questions now a lot of that stuff gets kind of pushed a little bit to the background but consumers are still asking those questions right and 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 you better have an understanding of of how you answer those questions because traceability will come at us stronger about where does the milk come from and and those stories 
uh, and the and the farmers that have their act together and can tell a great sustainability story. I'm great for the earth. I'm great for the planet. I'm great for my my animals. You're in a great position. Well, and that's not you know we we tend to want things to be orderly, Chad. Okay, let me deal with the pandemic. Let me deal with labor. Then let me deal with that sustainability question. That's not that's not the real world today. No. People want to be able to scan a barcode, and know everything from birth to that package. And that's, like you said, it's not just a story, a game plan you've got to have on the farm to be able to share that story, but as your processor, gainfully forward talking about that process. Yeah, I mean, you should be asking questions about what do you need to know? I mean, and how are you tracking this stuff? And if there's a recall, is how far does it come back to the farm? And how yeah. are you set for that? Because I know that there are there are cheese companies that when they get a call about, a, if, if heaven forbid they ever get a call about a recall, they run tests and they're on their own stuff. They can take it back to the farm in two hours. Other processors are going, uh, I kind of know what tank it came out of, mm. but, and, and, and there's the traceability and understanding from a technical side and from a consumer safety side is is paramount. But yeah, a lot of the, you might, because the processors might not be asking you that right now because they're juggling a dozen balls and trying to keep the plants running and, and keep the milk flowing, as are you. So this is, a, this is an unprecedented time, but I don't see it, see it changing. And people that are the best jugglers are the ones that are going to win. Yeah, true. You know, you mentioned earlier about how quickly milk can move from one place to the other. Early on, there was a lot of criticism brought about, wait a minute, wait a minute, why are my processors bringing milk in from Michigan, uh, Minnesota, that type thing? Give me a little sense on on what you're hearing on that. Is that, again, something that's not just not going to change? Get used to it. Boy, you know what? When things get tight, Michigan was a big example, right? Because Michigan, they didn't have processing, right? And so their milk, a lot of their milk always went somewhere. Yeah. But when the when it hit the fan... There are big processors in the state, and, and a lot of them are co-ops that have Michigan people in their co-ops. So, yeah, it's it's going to come in. It's it's it, Michigan's got a huge cheese plant now, which is sucking up a lot of that milk, which is a different issue we have to face. But, you know, I know that it's, I mean, I'm me, I'm the Wisconsin guy. I worry about Wisconsin. But if you take a step back, you know, imagine you're in, you're in Michigan, and you got milk, and it's got to go somewhere, and you're only getting maybe half of what you're getting in the state in Wisconsin, if that. It's hard on them, too. So a little bit of patience and a little bit of understanding. But once again, asking your processor, hey, are you bringing milk in from other places? And if so, why? I mean, is it a, is it a cost thing? Is it a quality thing? Why is it happening? Because we all, we all go straight to the worst possible answer and, bl- and play the blame game. But everybody's a sound business person, and they do it for, for rational reasons. And honestly, if you're not talking to them and they don't know you, they're not going to know your concerns or what you think. Hey, I got to ask you, do you talk to your counterparts in other states? I mean, uh, like you said, you stand your ground in Wisconsin, but I've also had a chance to meet some of your counterparts that are in the southeast, in Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, out west. Do you talk to them? How are they? What kind of messages are they sharing with their producers? Daily. I mean, I talk to these guys, to my counterparts, and because there's 17 what we call states and regions. Wisconsin's huge, and we're a state. We're as big as the Midwest region, right, nine states in terms of volume and output. But, um, yeah, we talk, I mean, the guys out west, the environmental stuff and the drought, massive issues. And, you know, they're, they're a big export place, so the port's being messed up, huge issues in California. You know, Idaho continues to rock. They're a big export area as well. Um, the southeast, the southeast has, like, you know, if, if, if you ever think things are bad here, imagine having only, like, two or three processes that are taking your milk, and sometimes it's 6 to 12 hours away. 
And imagine if one of those guys goes down or they have a problem where they can't get labor and their second shift goes out. So I count my blessings every day that I'm in Wisconsin and we have the infrastructure and, you know, dairy is worth $50 billion of the state. It's a big deal here and people pay attention to it. And the politicians are starting to pay more attention to it as well. Pay attention is right. That's Chad Vincent, CEO of Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. We are speaking at the 2022 Dairy Strong Conference. The supply chain issues that started and were amplified at the beginning of the pandemic are still with us today. And like Vincent said, dairy producers, all farmers, need to be talking to the end users of their raw products. If they run into supply chain issues, can't get boxes, can't get bottles, those become your problems as well. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Thanks, Pam and Chad, for that update. Up next, we're going to be hearing from Rocky from Premier Livestock of Withy. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're coming out of those chores and heading right over to Rocky at... Premier Livestock of Withy. Things awfully busy over there, I bet, still, right? Yep, you betcha. And more cows means more, just more movement. You betcha. All right, so what happened in our markets yesterday? Uh, thank you, Jill. Uh, good morning, everyone. This uh, yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up here at Premier. We sold 275 head of dairy cattle yesterday. Uh, market was lower yesterday than the last uh, several weeks' highs. We sold Top Supreme Holstein fresh cows from 1500 to 2100. We sold many other good cows from 1100 to 1475. Uh, the better quality Holstein spring and heifers sold from 1200 to 1650. Uh, the lesser quality and blemish cows and spring and heifers 1100 and down. Next week we got a really big week coming up for dairy cattle at Premier. Uh, we have three dairy cattle auctions next week. We have one Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, Tuesday, we have our special monthly dairy heifer auction. We're expecting 400 head of dairy heifers featuring a complete heifer dispersal of 150 heifers off one dairy. Then Wednesday, we have a regular weekly dairy cattle auction. That's featuring 100 fresh two-year-olds that are parlor free stuff. If you're looking for them fancy, fresh two-year-olds, we'll have lots of them for next Wednesday. Then Thursday, we have a one-owner dispersal, 390 head, complete dispersal, Holstein dairy cows, spring and heifers. Herd includes 35 jerseys. Uh, we also have several red Holsteins in that herd. We're going to have an 85-pound tank average and 2X, lots and lots of cows milking 1 to 150. Full details on next week's auctions on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. We also have online bidding available for all these auctions next week. Uh, if you are interested in that, definitely need to pre-register for that on Cattle USA. Uh, machinery auction coming up here March 25th. Uh, we are starting on pictures this week. Uh, if you have large equipment to bring in, uh, would just recommend that we do start getting that to the barn so we can get on marketing that for you. Questions, give us a call at Premier 715-229-2500. And that's how it's shaped up, Jill. And I did see your list of machinery that's on your auction for the 25th. You've got an awfully long list. Your lot, yeah. fill, your lot filling up already for you? We we got a lot of stuff coming yet, but no, it's it's starting to fill a little bit. Yeah, I think now we're up to 49 tractors, I think, now. so That's a quite a few tractors to drive away. Yep, yep. No, we're looking forward to it. So All right. Thank and you, thank Rocky. You, yep, bye. 
And that was Rocky from Premier Livestock and Withy. And we're going to see if our weather guy is there. I am the weather guy. You are the weather guy. Mike <laughs> Dandria is there from TV 13. Yes, ma'am. How we doing, Jill? We are doing fabulous. Good, good. I'm glad that uh, keeping warm because it's a little chilly out there. It is. I said it's it's good for flannel for every day if it's cold enough. Well, as soon as I get out of my suit later on, I'm throwing the flannel on because we're not really getting too much in the way of relief today. But for what it's worth, we'll see more sunshine. I mean, temperature is only climbing to about the low teens for the most part, but... Tonight, we'll have clear conditions sticking around, but temperatures will dip back below zero, uh, dipping to around negative five. But when you factor in those wind chills, it'll feel as cold as 15 below. Now, for tomorrow, we may have a chance for a quick burst of snow um, in the early afternoon and into the evening as well. But since we have more dry air at the surface, I don't really think most of that will make it to the ground. The concern for tomorrow is going to be breezy conditions because we can have wind gusts up to 40 miles per hour at times. Otherwise, we'll look at mostly cloudy skies going into Friday night, and temperatures will dip back to around zero degrees yet again. But when you do factor in those winds, well, it can feel as cold as 15 to 20 below. Saturday, well, we're uh, still kind of cold, but a little bit warmer than today at least with sunny conditions and highs in the low 20s. And by Saturday night, temperatures will rise overnight, so it's an upside-down kind of night, most like we've, we've had over the last couple of weeks here, but otherwise partly cloudy with temperatures rising to about the upper 20s by the late, or excuse me, early morning hours of Sunday. Otherwise, right now in Eau Claire, temperature of 7 degrees under mostly clear conditions. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Mike Dandria. That upside-down thing seems to be kind of a trend for February this year. Yep, we've seen this movie before where the temperatures go up, down, left, right, and you shake out the rest and see what you got. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, Mike Dandria. You have a great day. You too, Jill. And that was Mike Dandria from our Skywarn 13 weather. It is brought to you by Markwart Motors. Markwart Motors has the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out at the lot or at markwartmotors.com. And Morgan is in the studio, so we're going to head on over to Morgan and see what she has to say about our news. Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. We'll start with headlines that keep us in our area. Another familiar name and badge hangs it up. Chippewa County Sheriff Jim Kowalczyk announced he'll be retiring and ending a 40-plus year career in law enforcement in our area, saying he will not run for re-election in November. Eau Claire County Sheriff Ron Kramer made the same announcement last week. We're going to take a peek into that political stage in Wisconsin and at a committee hearing of the State Assembly's Elections Committee, Wisconsin Elections Commission staff refuted claims of fraud made by supporters of former President Donald Trump. WEC Technology Director Robert Cohey here saying it's nearly impossible to create an entirely fraudulent vote, citing 20 steps that would have had to been taken for each of those individual votes. Right now, I'm sure someone is thinking, well, couldn't they do this illegally behind closed doors somewhere? And I suppose they could, but they'd still have to figure out how to make their vote totals match with the reports submitted by the poll workers at each polling place. Coey says that claims about elections fraud made at rallies in Madison could have easily been solved and explained that people should have brought those concerns to the Elections Commission rather than making shocking statements. On that note, election managers are ending ballot drop boxes for now as well, and the state's Election Commission did rescind its guidance on drop boxes to fall in line with that recent Wisconsin Supreme Court order. And that move from the WEC came just 12 hours after polls closed in that Tuesday primary election. Looking into other headlines, we take 
take a peek at the political stage, where it's an election year reversal. Governor Tony Evers saying he wants to reinstate UW-Wisconsin's tuition freeze. Republican lawmakers first froze the tuition in the UW system under former Governor Walker. Evers opposed the freeze when he ran for governor four years ago. Now, he wants to use federal coronavirus dollars to send more money to universities while freezing costs for Wisconsin students. Republican lawmakers are expected to ignore the governor's proposal. And while we're hanging out on campus, uh, what goes up must come down, at least in terms of masks. Uh, Many campuses are making the call to end mask mandates. That includes UW-Eau Claire and Stout here locally. CVTC actually announced they'll be ending mask mandates as of today. Madison, a little bit longer, a couple more weeks there. March 12th is when their mandate ends. But most campuses say they want to have that out of the books before spring break. Quick Trip having a little fun with their latest supply chain problem. The company this week sent out a message asking people to bring their own coffee cups. Now, they're not out. They're just having a very hard time getting those. So uh, if you're a Karuba in the morning kind of person, just a heads up, not only can you get caffeine in your own cup from home, but if you do, well, you can save a little bit too. A refill, just 99 cents. And if you don't have coffee, let's face it, stick a fork in me, right? <laughs> well, in Oregon City, they're actually looking to put a fork in a new world record, right, Mark? Fairview installed a 37-foot-tall fork outside of a food plaza, which is set to open soon, that is believed to be the tallest in the world. City officials are asking Guinness World Records to confirm the record. The current record holder is a 35-foot-tall fork in Missouri. I'm Mark Mayfield. And maybe it's more like a pitchfork that size that you feel like you need some days, right? And you're listening to Jill in the Midwest Farm Show right here. And Alex, just after 6 o'clock, will get us started on this Thursday together with the usual cast of Unusuals and the Wax Morning Show right here on Wax 104.5. Thank you, Morgan. Here we've... Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's hear a little bit more of farm news. Team Beef 2022 running team is starting up. The Wisconsin Beef Council is taking applications for Team Beef 2022 runners and health fans who are planning on competing in virtual or in-person races are encouraged to apply. If chosen to be a member of the team, each person will get educational information about beef, clothing, and entry fees of up to $50. Team members are encouraged to share the nutritional benefits of beef while competing. All athletes are encouraged to apply by the March 1st deadline. More information available at beeftips.com. So, if you're a runner, go ahead and apply for Team Beef 2022. There is some benefits in it, and it sounds like kind of a neat idea. And that's at beeftips.com. As I said before, yesterday we were in Marshfield at the Farm Show, meeting a whole, whole lot of people and learning some more information about everybody. And I appreciate all the encouragement that I've gotten from people about what I'm trying to get accomplished here on the Farm Show. Because some days I have some bumpy roads, but I'm trying to get it smoother as we go. You know, coming after the master, it's pretty tough to be as smooth as him. And I don't know if we'll ever get there, but we're just doing the best we can with what I'm work what I'm working with here. Then as I said, I've heard from Bob. He sent me a text. I've got to do some little bit of edit work on some of his recordings that he did. He sent me an audio, so tomorrow we'll have that on the air so everybody can hear from Bob. He did make it down there to Hawaii. I'm sure he is slathering on the sunblock like none other because he told me that it's so much closer to the sun than we are up here. But, you know, he's going to, 
I'm sure he'll be back all tanned up and looking stellar. So we're going to do a little bit more farm chores, and then we're going to head on over to the Barron Equity Market. Fed cattle high-yielding choice Holstein steers sold from $1.18 to $1.28. Cow cows, the top 20% sold from $69.50 to $77.50, topping out at $78. 60% sold from $50 to $69, and the bottom 20% sold from $49 and down. Calves, quality Holstein bull calves sold from $60 to $165, topping out at $185. Light and poor quality calves sold from 50 and down. Beef calves sold from 150 to 250. Our next sheep and goat sale is Saturday, February 19th at 10 a.m. If you have any questions, please contact Al at 608-477-5825. Thank you and have a good day. And that was Amber from Barron telling us about their market of yesterday. We're going to go through a few more chores and then we're going to hear from Scott Herman from Sparta with Jerry Fitzgerald coming in after him. And it's time Slaughter to hear from Scott Herman. 20% of the cows, 65 to 75. 60% of the cows sold 50 to 64. And 20% of the cows sold 49 and down. Slaughter bulls were steady with the high-yielding bulls, 75 to 95. And the canner and utility bulls, 74 and down. Fed cattle were steady today with the choice overnight beef steers and heifers, 135 to 142. Select a choice beef steers and heifers, 120 to 135. Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers, 115 to 130. Your choice overnight Holstein steers, 120 to 125. Your choice Holstein steers, 110 to 120. And a standard to select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers, $1.07 and down. Replacement calves are steady with the top Holstein bull calves, 70 to 120. Your Holstein heifer calves, 10 to 50. And the beef calves, 150 to 230. Just a reminder, this Thursday on the 17th of February, we'll be having our bread beef cow sale at noon, followed by a regular feeder sale following the cows. Thank you. This has been Scott Herman with your Sparta Equity Marker Report for Wednesday, February 16th. Have a great day. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And I've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Stratford on the line. Jerry, you were just talking about how it was cold this morning. I said it's still February. Yeah, well, Jill, good morning to you. I guess we got sort of got spoiled yesterday when we uh, got up to 38 here, house here. But now I, get, I got up before and it was 14, now it's down to I guess that's what we have to look forward to today. Nothing too fantastic today as far as temperatures, is there? Nah, but we're one day closer to spring. There you go, yeah. Um, I guess it would uh, make any difference, but when do we change time? For the half? Spring ahead, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm I'm a, yeah, week I don't to, make... I'm a day-to-day and week-to-week person. There you go. That's the way you got to be, so... Well, anyway, talking about day-to-day, we're already at Thursday, so I better uh, do the recap from yesterday, if that's all right with you. We'll go ahead with that. You bet. Rock on. All right, Jill. Thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Wednesday, here at Equity Stratford. Wednesday, of course, we sell feeder cattle here at Stratford. Most of the offering on the beef cattle yesterday were the heavier weight cattle, those weighing 550 and above. Beef steers and heifers in that weight yesterday, selling mostly from uh, 115 to 165 feeder steers, about all weights of Holstein feeder steers, going between 90 and 117. And 
again, demand continues to be good on the feeder cattle, but they still have to be very quality vaccinated is what they are looking for. We'll get into the market auction from yesterday on the market cows, fully steady trend. Uh, Holstein cows in yesterday's auction were selling from 69 to 79. We had a few of these very fancy high-yielding beef cows over the $80 money. Most of the cows this week, your average cows are selling from 50 to 68. Thinner cows below the $50 money. On the bull trade, uh, yesterday's bull trade, the better quality bulls were between 80 and 92. Lighter bulls below 75. Very, very market on fed cattle choice grading holstein steers from 105 to 119 yielding choice prime grade cattle from 120 to 135 time since i've been quoting holsteins like that but again it's uh, the right kind though but good demand on these top choice and prime anyway uh, select cattle are quite counted uh, below 105 market continues to be strong this week on the bull calves 85 up to 185 has very limited demand, 25 and below. Beef calves also very strong, 150 to 300. And like I said, we're on Thursday already. Our auction today in Stratford starts at 11, market cattle. Uh, but you took baby calves probably around 1230 this afternoon. Keep in mind, uh, next week, uh, full marketing schedule as our next uh, hay and straw sale next Tuesday. We already have large square bales of oat straw for that next week. Uh, and, of course, next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. We have two dairy sales coming up here in the first couple weeks of March. We have a very fancy top-quality milking cow dispersal on March 8th. So we invite you folks to take a look at that on our website. And uh, just as a note, uh, uh, Jill, um, next Monday, the 21st, of course, that is President's Day. I know some folks will have the day off, but uh, Equity Stratford, all equity markets will be open on Monday. So just keep that in mind, and I'm sure you'll be on the job also. You bet. I guess I get to draw out some of the names for the people that put their names in for Farm Tech Fest tickets and Farm Technology Day tickets at the Marshfield oh, okay. Farm and then Show. Of, yeah, and then, of course, at the uh, as part of the uh, Farm Tech Show in July over at uh, the Rail Farm, they have, they're have they having a big uh, music thing, too. I suppose you'll be drawing tickets for that also, huh? Yep, Farm Tech Fest. There you go. We stuff keep... going on. Jill, I know you're busy, so we'll let you go. You have a nice day. Stay warm. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. All right. Sounds good, Jerry. Have a great one. Have a great one. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Stratford. We're going to do a little bit more chores, and then we're going to be hearing from Michelle Tureen. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And I was just talking to Michelle Tureen. I said, told her that I actually was able to collect my check of my winnings yesterday. She thought I went out on a spending spree. And I said, oh, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Good morning, Jill. I thought maybe yesterday would have been your day to just go out and blow whatever you had. But <laughs> no, you were conservative. That's a good thing. Well, I came, came home from the Marshfield uh, Farm Show and it was kind of late and I was just ready to write a few more stories and go to bed yeah i bet i forgot you had the farm show one more day right one more day there you go it's really fun to meet people out there though and to learn how many people are listening to the station i just think it's cool i'm just about being cool right now so (laughs) hey what more could you ask for other than more winnings of money or something, right? Yeah, no, I don't want to be too uh, uh, over 
expectant of anything anymore. So, so what what happened up at Tureen yesterday? All right. Thank you, Jill. Coming up this up from Wednesday, February 16th, that tree livestock market in the slaughter market, 83% of the cows, so from 40, 59 and above. Market cows were 70 to 78, low-yielding cows 57 to 68, thin and weak cows 55 and lower. In the Holstein steer market, choice in prime, 108 to 128, selects for 104 and down. For beef type steers and heifers, choice 110 to 134, selects for 106 and lower. In the replacement calf market, good quality host in both cows, so from 80 to 175. We topped at 192 with the consignment by Paul Mertens of Thorpe. Lighter and lower quality calves, $30 per head and down. Hosting heifer calves were 10 to $40 per head. Beef beef cross calves, 80 to, to 320 per head. In the hog market, butcher hogs were 61 to 68. Cows were 60 to 72. Boars were 28 and down. Our next poll will be Monday, February 26. First, we'll start with calves at 5 p.m. If you have any questions or you'd like an on-farm visit, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all the picture and livestock, your family owned an operating market. Have a great day. And you have a great day, too, also, Michelle. Yeah, it's going to be cold one more day or two more days, but the weekend looks good, I hear. Yeah, it looks pretty good, and I always say we're one day closer to spring. Oh, true. i got to wrap up my taxes. I don't even want to think about doing that, but yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like a thorn in my side. Can you tell? I can tell. I can tell. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, you have a oh. great day. You too. Take care. Yep. And that was Michelle Terrine from Terrine Livestock. We're going to run right over to our country elevator prices. Golden Plump and Arcadia is at five eighty eight for their corn. Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, and Elmwood are at five eighty nine for corn. Baldwin, Duran, Elmwood, and Osseo are at fifteen twenty for their soybeans. With Mondovi at fifteen fifteen, Fall Creek's at fifteen ten, and Osseo's at five ninety nine for corn. Soybean or Stevens Point is fifteen oh six for soybeans. Elk Mound is five ninety three and fifteen sixteen. Sparta's at six oh one and fifteen nineteen. Ellsworth's at five seventy six and fifteen oh five. Doomers and Buck Country's at five eighty six and fifteen twenty five. Wheat and Chippewa Falls location is at five ninety three and fifteen twenty. Connorsville's at five ninety three and fifteen seventy seventeen. Ethanol plants, Boyceville's at six oh seven, Stanley's at six dollars, New Richmond's at five eighty nine, and our Chicago Board of Trade corn is at March is at six forty seven, up two oats is at seven twenty five, up five and a half soybeans, fifteen eighty nine, up two, and wheat is at eight seventeen, up nine, and our cheese part. Cheese markets, barrels are at 192, down three. 40 pound blocks are 189, down three quarters. Grade AA butters at 280, down six. And our class three milk is down for the rest of the year, anywhere from five cents to 66 cents up to the end of the year. And our weather today is only going to be a high of 14, but tomorrow we're going to be up to 31. Saturday we're in the 20s. Sunday we're still looking at 40 with cloudy and some sun throughout the 
rest of the weekend. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Mark Wart Motors. Mark Wart Motors is hiring for a metal technician in their high-volume auto body shop. Mark Wart Motors offers a competitive salary with a generous benefit package. Apply in person or call markwartmotors.com. And that's what I have for you for the farm show today. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other.